Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yeah, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm Dr. Pat. I just got to keep saying thank you to Nick Johnson for that beautiful musical introduction that you have created for us. Your permission to play it. Thank you. Got a great show coming up here right now. Hi to Benny. Hi to Jamie. How are you both doing today? Howdy, howdy. Doing awesome as usual. Yep. Yep. Doing it uh, just the Seahawks way. Oh, we crushed it. We had it. Oh, just just, just, great season ahead of us there, Pat. I got fired up about that. Got fired up about that. Uh, and that's what today's show is going to be about. We got a great show. Hot buttons, car fires, and angry bulls. Why is stress such a challenge with Colonel Deb Lewis? USA retired. And let me tell you about Colonel Deb for a minute. Um, I am so eager to introduce you to who she is. <laughs> You know, when I think about like my training, how I got to be sort of a little bit the way I am, I think about all of the places in my life I had an opportunity to be mentally tough. And as a woman, you know, when even you say the word tough, people like cringe, you're like, you know, they usually want to replace tough with another word that starts with a B. But those of us that have gone through the ranks and understand what that means, you know, there's something that gets embedded in our DNA. Colonel Deb Lewis, right? West Point graduate, first class with women, retired Army colonel, Harvard MBA, you know, commander, U.S. Army Corps, engineer districts. I mean, I could go on. But when I think about what do you do with your life experience? What do you then do? What do you then say yes to? Well, if you're Colonel Deb, those experience, right, you know, while under fire, inspired her to do something so unique and so needed today for women. And that has become mentally tough women. What does that mean? You're going to hear about it today. It's a program that she does because it helps us handle stress. It helps us de-stress and it helps us understand, you know, what it is we can do unlimited potential in the world. 34 year military career. You know, she is here today to talk with us. How do we get to be the better version of ourselves? How do we get to do it the mentally tough woman way? And today, how do we face what we're facing in the world today? Hot buttons, car fires, angry bulls. All going on inside. Colonel Deb, it's great to have you. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. What a pleasure. I was so eager to talk with you today. I want to ask you this. I did an introduction, but you created Mentally Tough Women. Whenever I see anything like that, that somebody creates, I just know that there is something that we have gone through. I got to ask you this. I have just introduced you, but given everything I've said, everything I've done, I want to know what Colonel Deb had to do to overcome those obstacles that showed up, those roadblocks, those things that got, what did you do 
to overcome them and bring you to this very moment, Colonel Deb? Well, the short answer is initially, I just had to get back up every time I got knocked down. <laughs> that is know. a good answer. <laughs> Nobody has ever answered. I've been asking that question for 18 years. That's the first <laughs> time I got that answer. I feel so good. And then, and then later, you know, initially when you get soccer punched, you know, and really hard, it hurts. And then you, you get back up and you're like, you like, first you don't want to do it again. I mean, that's the whole thing. But my attitude now is if, if someone does that to me, because I have this reputation, I have been yelled at, bullied, put down, uh, slammed to the ground physically. I mean, you know, all these things about 10,000 times. Yeah. So it's, it's something that over those experiences, you just say, now, if that happens to me, it's like, whoa, <laughs> I laugh. It's like that one hurt. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm not paying attention because if anyone studies like engineering, it, you, you break it down and you figure out, okay, well, how did that happen? What did I do? And I'm always learning yeah. just like you. I am always yeah. learning. There's always something new to get a technique. I mean, you can have a sword, you can have a helmet, which we'll get into. You can have a shield, but the idea is how many different ways can you use it? So yeah. that's really, that's the, the long answer. And then you went through all those experiences. The more you experience life and you care about things. See, when people are go negative, I don't, I don't turn them off because they have a passion. I have a word for cynics, you know, a description for cynics. I believe that cynics of the world, the loudest ones are those who are idealists who got slammed. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Boy, the minute you said that, ooh, I just started to think, boy, you're so right on that. And when they, and when you get that, you stop running away from them. You stop shutting them down every time they try to talk. Yeah. Because what you really haven't gone into is what's their story? You know, how did this happen? Because as you know, we're going to talk about the children's book that really isn't a children's book. <laughs> it's a children's book, but it's really not a children's book. It's in a good way. But, you know, the fact is, is that um, the angry bull, you know, you see the angry bull and I can know how to get angry. I know how to be the bull. <laughs> I know how to mow things over, especially when people hurt other people. That really gets me going. Yeah, me too. So these experiences, if I'm here to help, and I see these things that aren't happening or making things better, then I have to inquire. And the cynics of the world, for example, is just one place where I learned that lesson. And then I try to find out their story. Yeah. And once you get them working with you because they feel heard, and then you give them other options than being angry, because how's that working? You, yeah. you have more friends, you have more for people wanting to help you with your thing. No, no. If you're negative like that, pfft, People, people won't even want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. But when you talk to them about ways that do work, then they're interested and you give them credit. I don't have to have the idea. I just need great people around me. So throughout my career, been helping other people kind of see what's going on from an, like an engineering perspective, say, okay, let me get a little mirror. I don't color the mirror. I don't do anything other than to say here, let me show you another angle. Let me show you another angle. Have you tried this? What about this? Could we work this way? And when they get those, even those little basic skills, 
then they're off running. And so every time, but you still get sucker punched. You still get someone, you go around a corner, you're thinking, oh man, this is going great. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so great because it's what you talk about in the bull, uh, in, in the bull, in the book. In the book. You know, and I'm referring to the book, I'm referring to the book and, you know, I'm referring to, to the picture. And I think you just briefly held up the cover. If, if, didn't you just do that? Can you hold that up again? Absolutely. Yeah, because when you see this, you get an emotional feeling. But when you see the entire picture, first you see the bull, right? But yes. then you look at this and you see something different. Uh, making stress your superpower is so important for us to talk about today. Uh, and we're going to let everybody know that you can get this book on Amazon. It's really easy to do. If you go to Amazon, you could get it in your Kindle cloud reader. You can buy the audio. There's so many ways to get it. And, and this little girl, today. this little girl yeah. is the force to be reckoned with, right? Yeah. She Kuliana, she's, uh, we'll talk about the Hawaiian words probably in our third time together. But, but the idea is, is that each of them, these are characters within us but they're also character roles we need to play in the lives of other people. Yeah. And, and, and oh, by the way, our whole goal here today is to translate it to this. Translate it, and I can send you shots for later if we wanna clean this up, but these are, you want working well together because if you can be bulls, we can use it to wreak destruction as we would in a, I have a girlfriend in China shop, she said, I'm, I'm the bull, I'm in the China shop, and I'm breaking everything. I'm so upset. And, and now she tells me, well, I'm the bull in the China shop, and I stomp my feet, but I'm not breaking anything. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, you know, we're talking about today, uh, and we're talking about, you know, hot buttons, car fires, and angry bu uh, bulls. Let's talk about hot buttons for a minute, if we mm. could. Yes. Because um, I, I was just talking on a previous show and I was talking, I work with women. And so I have amazing young women I work with and the questions that they bring up and what we talk about in the group are very powerful. And, you know, the answers are within us. But the most important thing is to understand what's triggering. To understand, you know, what's going to cause you to take a drink after 10 years of sobriety, what's going to be that thing. So there's a lot of conversation about it and what to do about it. But I have to tell you, I don't know what your sense of the world is. But we are really on the verge of breaking the hot button. There's so many things people are facing with right now. What's your sense of this, Colonel Deb? I, I would absolutely agree that people are just I, I kind of describe it as the whole air and everything has been electrified and it and you really you really don't need much in order to trigger a reaction and and the challenge is is that what are the choices that people go to when when you're in an electrified situation and something even worse happens you go in survival mode yeah now as you know i've been in combat i've had people firing near me <laughs> i've had mortars coming in near my position i've you know, wreaking lots of destruction. Survival mode thinking is very appropriate in those kind of situations for momentary. If a, if a mom is coming in, you want to get to a place that's safer. But once you're there, if you just stay there, then they're going to keep attacking you. The, these things are still going to be bombarding you and you feel like you have no control. What do you, what do you go to as a reaction is you want to fight 
first you're down there some it's a smaller percentage though surprisingly it's a really <laughs> you can get more people together and now people more people want to fight before it was a really small percentage now there's a lot more people who have been fed the kool-aid you must fight you must protest things are bad you must fix this and if anybody knows anything about relationships and especially what women want do you want someone to come in and fix you (laughs) i think we know know the answer to that yeah you know (laughs) we know what's best for us and stop listening to the other people telling you what they think is best for you and so yes it is we are trigger happy now we react way too quick we react we don't respond and so the whole piece about mental toughness is giving you space you see the shield here it gives you space that when flaming arrows are coming at you from this world that you can at least pause enough to put it in front of you so it doesn't hit you but just like wonder woman doesn't just sit there you know there's times she gets down and she hunkers down when the really big fires coming in but then immediately boom she's off and running looking for opportunities in the same way we need to know how to wield that shield to protect ourselves first if if people don't make that a priority you're not around to help yeah and so get really good at protecting yourself and being able to shield others and know where opportunities are that you can help. Because if we stay in survival mode thinking, I kind of describe it, I I don't know how much, I can't remember we talked about desserts, but I love desserts. I know. And and I really love those. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, those those many, many pies. You know, I, I'm a person who likes a lot of choice too. Yeah, Maybe some me of too. Your audience likes that. Yeah. I like choices. So when I go into a store and they've got 50 different pies, there's some <laughs> of my go-to favorites, but I'm still looking at all the rest. When you decide to go in survival mode, it's just like going into one of those stores and you have three very bland choices to pick from. And you look and you say, well, it's a dessert. So I'm going to give it a little slack. It's a dessert. It looks like a dessert. Okay, I'm going to buy one. And you buy one. And what is it? Fight, flight, shut down. Any one of those, guess what? You take a bite of those pies, they will make you sick. Or at least they'll make you feel terrible. Because none of those in making a difference in this world I have ever experienced in my thousands of interactions has said it's going to make the world better just doesn't we've been fed a lot of stuff you and then you go back in history and you say oh yeah the people in history who actually made it mother Teresa, gandhi yeah i I love mother Teresa's story because mother Teresa was really ticked off you know and everybody that talks about mother Teresa just doesn't understand the motivational power behind her what she did with the stress how she organized it in a way to message how she stood up for herself how she pulled back and said you know you people she didn't say it this so i'm a paraphrase where she stood up and basically said you know you people there's a crisis here you're not doing enough and you know so a lot of times what we think colonel deb is that part of the conversation is in order to de-stress we deactivate there's no action to take we don't regroup and then do something when we come back i want to talk with you about this because there are a couple points that i want to hear from that are in the book and even beyond the book 
And that has to do with the real versus imagined, but this mm -hmm. idea that we should not take action on our own behalf. Now, maybe this is not for men. I cannot speak for the men. But a lot of the ladies that I work with, a lot of the women that I work with, until they get to that place that you're talking about in the work you do, sometimes we feel like we don't have the right. There's a whole lot of reasons. There's a I whole never, lot. I never know why people don't do certain things. Right. Or, or actually take action in a way that may be a little bit different than some of the things that you're talking about, because action does not have to be force on force. That's right. To me, action, the best action is looking at the natural forces happening in this world and getting in that direction, just like on a, a river or something, and just change your course a little bit, tweaking a little bit, not major whole scale, but tweaking a little bit and going with the natural forces in a way that gets you so much farther. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about what can't <laughs> avoid the stress. Okay. But then where do we go from there? We're going to talk with Colonel Deb about a lifetime of experiences that have guided her to create a powerful platform. You know, one of these platforms that when you look at things, you just ask yourself, this is stuff mama never taught you because maybe mama never knew how to do. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do we navigate these waters? What is the strategy that we can have for ourselves, right? You know, what is it that's helping us or not helping us? And boy, why are we hearing about mental health now, even on the Olympic stage? Now more than ever. Colonel Deb is in the house. Let's take a short break. Everybody will be right back. Life can be demanding, but sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on transformationtalkradio.com. Join Jennifer Noel Taylor on the hit show, Quantum Touch Radio, supercharging your life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll take a quantum journey as well as reveal powerful yet simple steps to create more abundance, better health, emotional and mental vibrancy, and happier relationships using universal quantum touch principles. For more information, visit QuantumTouch.com. 
Did you know that each Enneagram type has a different worldview, different patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving? They also have essential qualities that are unique to their type. Understanding this helps us develop more tolerance, respect, and appreciation for ourselves and others. Renee Siegel works with individuals, couples, families, and groups using the Enneagram to build better relationships as a tool in addiction recovery. Visit URPurePotential.com for more info. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, I'm so thrilled, you know, Colonel Deb Lewis is joining me here today. And if you wanted to find out more about mentally tough women, you just go to the website, mentallytoughwomen.com. When you go there, that's where you're going to be able to choose to make stress your superpower. I love this. You know, when you think about this from combat commander of a 2.1 billion construction program to stress expert, this is Deb Lewis, Colonel Deb. And this is really where you're going to get some insight. The book is wonderful. And right now it is a book that is for people of all ages, right? When you get here, you're going to talk and find out what Colonel Deb is doing to help people move from feeling powerless to achieving your goals. Deb, you know, uh, it's so great to have you here, Colonel Deb. It's so great to have you talking about this. Man, we are faced with this left and right every day. And I've got a lot of tools. And I got to tell you, I am not, I am not dismissed when it comes to stress. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, for the Ford break, we were talking about, you know, stress and referring to the bull in the book, right? But the bull may or may not be the superhero in the book. Let's talk about stress, why we can't avoid it, and what the lessons are from the book. Yes, thank you. I I think that let's go back to how the book came about, because I think that that will that will help your our listeners to understand. I I am not perfect. (laughs) I've had a lot of stress in my life. And we all have hot buttons. We all have something that can push us over the edge. And in my case, it happened to be a car fire. We were, I was picking up my, my husband and I were picking up my daughter up at the airport, wanted a perfect visit for her first time to our new home in, in Hilo on the big island. And so excited, but a lot of stress, right? We, we get stressed from the roles that we take, mother, wife, you know, you have that. And then you have events that you choose inviting for a visit, getting married, you know, getting divorced, you know, doing those things also are our stress sources. And most of them like having a baby, having a little girl was the biggest thrill of my life. And I almost died. (laughs) It's like, uh, you you just don't know where it's going to come from. So in this case, 
we were leaving the airport with her and I we'd thrown her bag in the back, which she had all her worldly things. She travels very light with all her purse and everything. And as we were driving away in this used car, because at the time buying a house didn't have a lot of money as people have today, you know, you don't have that cash, bought a kind of a beat up car, island car, we call it, and had put some repair money already into it. You know, they worked on it twice to keep it going. And this is the car I was going to give her. Her girlfriends are coming the next day. And so we get about 20 feet and the car stops. It's 9.30 at night in Hilo. I'm thinking, um, how are we going to get, you know, AAA here? How are we going to get someone to help us? So I'm kind of telling my husband in very strong terms, can you please restart the car? Because it died. And he's trying, he's trying. And third time I look over his shoulder and flames were coming out of the wheel well on the driver's side. Wow. And I've been in combat. I've, I've dealt with a lot of stuff. At that moment, what did I do? Fire! <laughs> Fire! And my daughter's in the back, what? And my husband, because he's looking at me trying to make me happy. He's not looking over his shoulder where the flames are coming out. And so we had to quickly exit the car and then had to, had to come back. But let me just say, it wasn't, there's a whole story behind that. We won't go there, but flash forward. And I want to contact, now we're really short of money and we don't have a car and we didn't have replacement insurance on the car. We had protection because we almost blew up the whole parking lot with cars all in there. But we, I was just looking for some money. So I contacted the company that had been doing the repair work. And I said, do you think you could give me a, like a veteran discount or you could do something so we have a little cash in our pocket? Because here's what happened. And it was their reaction that set me off mm. here. I almost lost my family. Mm. And then I learned that this car actually has recalled for the car engine fires. And I was, and they told me this in the phone call after I'd sent them pictures of what had happened and they go, well, your car's susceptible to car fires. You were under a recall. And I said, hmm, you're going to tell me when, Yeah. and they go, we don't have time to tell you that. And I'm like, <laughs> so how many other people so my mind always goes if it's happening to me who else could this be happening to and that's what really gets me motivated to intervene or do something not to sit back and say well i can deal with it I i'm okay but i i do it because i realize that if it happened to me it's probably going to happen to someone else and so lead on lead on and their reaction to my first negative review i try very hard to be positive all the time but i signed up and did a negative review so i can go negative i know all the worst words in the dictionary i've heard them all i can repeat <laughs> them if i want but you have it's a choice do you really want to go there is that helpful in private maybe that's where you got to do it but not if it's going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, so in private, I will say some things, choice words. But yeah. in this case, I, I put it in writing and I basically thought, in our minds, we think, oh, this is just telling the facts. Well, almost everything we do, if we feel passionate about it, it's colored. <laughs> you, need to, you need to have someone else review it and try to take all the emotion yeah. out of it. Because I didn't know that to the review, they could have a rebuttal. And then they attacked me. Well, now 
I'm ready to push the nuke button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to get rid of this. You know, this company did it to me, probably did it to other people. I'm going to do, my husband's now a lawyer and I'm going to, <laughs> Uh, we're going to go this direction, right? So I march myself down to my husband and I show him the paperwork. And I said, here's my plan. And he looks at it. And he's so good. He's so good at this. He sits back and he looks and he goes, aren't you and your girlfriend, Deb Belkus, writing a book about infinite win or deciding these concepts? What would you two recommend? Oh my gosh. And I... Knowing that context, you realize it's like, this is opposed to everything I believe in this, this path I'm choosing because I, I did it as a reaction, but I realized how bad that really is. Even though it feels good in the moment, it's a yeah. very bad strategy. We talked yeah. about strategies are designed to get what you want. Yes, you could start a war right there. And I was in the middle of getting ready to launch the, you know, the catapults. You know, the flames. I was ready. And when he said that, I was I was as frustrated that I didn't come up with that question myself. I marched myself back upstairs. I came up with a new strategy. And by the end of the week, the person who had delivered that message became a close friend. And I got the money that I needed. And I found out the backstory that someone had sued him when he tried to help them before. And his lawyers had advised him, if you do it again, you're out of a job. And, you know, you find out when you mm. stop going on the war path and you start really listening and paying attention to yeah. all the indicators out there, you make different choices instead of that survival mode thinking, which I'm telling you, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to, it's like stomp my feet. Remember in school, they said, stomp your feet. If you're doing any of this survival mode and oh, by the way, fight is either imploding going after yourself, which women do, oh, by the way, yeah, huge numbers. Men do it too, but not to the extent. Women just go and they start questioning everything about who they are and how important they are and they don't matter. Men do it too. So I'm not saying that men don't, but women do it in huge numbers. Men often want to fight. That testosterone kicks in and they want to explode and hurt something. Um, not that women won't, but those are the ways. And so I just said, you know, it's just not very good strategy. And in this case, I then saw a video about a bull because people say, grab the bull by the horns. Yeah, that's one. People say, grab the bull by the horns. I'm, I'd say absolutely not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> they work for you, but grabbing bulls by the horn, anyone who wrangles bulls have know that that's a very dangerous place to be. They do, however, do other things with bulls, and I'm not going to tell the secret, but they do other things with bulls. And I watched this video and I said, that was me. <laughs> I was so upset and so angry, but my husband was the one smart person who, who helped me pay attention, you know, and get back to a better me to be able to make choices that will actually achieve the goals that I seek in my life. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so struck by this. And then also knowing a bit about what I know about you. And I, I just want to take a moment before we go to break, you know, for those of you just tuning in, um, I'm just really an honor to have Colonel Deb on the show, uh, Colonel Deb Lewis. And the reason that I'm really struck by this is we're coming off two days 
uh, of 9-11. And I can remember that vividly. I'm a New York girl, uh, grew up uh, in New York as a kid, understand what it was like to take the train to arrive at the Twin Towers for, you know, work or doing something in the city and grabbing a coffee. And, you know, I just, I, this weekend, there was a couple of specials on television and one of them, they showed, you know, this amazing courage on the flight, but they also showed the Pentagon. And mm -hmm. I thought of you. And I know you've been doing a couple of television interviews and talking about that. Um, and I think about what you've gone through and can only imagine, actually, I can't imagine, but I tried to imagine being you on that day and how an experience like that now has continued to shape you in a way that you're now mentoring others. And I just thought to myself, you know, we are faced with so many challenges today, not quite as visibly destructive as 9-11 was, but encouraging all of us to rise up. See, that's the energy I remember, you know, lost some friends and family in, in, on that day, um, I did too. in New York, uh, every time I see the pictures, every time I see the interviews, I, I'm just talking about it now and I can feel the chills. I, I'm getting chills in my body. I mean, that's my body reacting. Um, and I wanted to ask you about this and talk about this when we come back from break. Because it's, I, I, there, I have chills all over my body. I can feel them in my legs now. Um, and they don't know. I was in the Pentagon. And I know you are. That's why I'm bringing role. it up. We can talk about that yep. yes, shortly. Because but my body's doing the same thing right now. My body, I just got chills all through here. And the reason I want to bring it up, Colonel Deb, is that we're living in a time and space right now where the degree of stress and anxiety that the statistics in our profession are starting to now receive suicide rates alcohol and drug use. We're starting to now get information on this. We need a new narrative. We need a way to do this. We need a way to literally build up and become mentally tough beyond our imagination. And we also need a way to understand these emotions that flood through us. When we come back, we're going to talk about what this means and how stress, even the stress from that day, how did that event fuel us? You know, what did it do for each of us? And how now do we live our life and bring this forward? Even in the world where we use the word pandemic several times a day, how do we still shine? How do we get that shield, that helmet, and that sword and choose success? That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to take a short break, everybody. Benny, Jamie, we'll be right back. Even though your home base is one Enneagram type, you have characteristics of all the types. Tune in to Enneagram Conversations with Renee Siegel, the second and fourth Monday of each month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn how you can unlock your unlimited potential. Visit YouArePurePotential.com for more about Renee and her work. That's the letter U, the letter R, PurePotential.com. Hey there, I'm Ricky Schwartz from My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life. How do you know if you're living your life and not someone else's? Here's one way to find out. 
First, list out your top five core values. For example, mine are empathy, excellence, passion, service, and core values. Then put those core values into short first-person core value statements. In my case, one, empathy powers my relationships. Two, excellence is the goal in all things I do. Three, passion fuels my perseverance. Four, my value is measured by my service to others. And five, core values drive all of my life decisions. Now ask yourself, am I using my core value statements to drive my personal and professional decisions? Maybe not, maybe you've never even considered doing so. And that's where life coaching begins. Go to MyTurnLifeCoaching.com and let's put your personal core values into your driver's seat. Caring for someone with a life-altering diagnosis? You are a care hero. Navigating the unfamiliar options can be overwhelming, but you are not alone. Tune into A Cup of Comfort with me, Trish Lau, twice monthly on Transformation Talk Radio. Let me guide you through your care hero journey by providing actionable information on how to care for a loved one in need. For more information about me, visit trishlaub.com. That's trishlaub, L-A-U-B as in boy, dot com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Are you ready to shift your life into overdrive and stop wasting your time? If so, then I want to invite you right now to the Body Regeneration Online Academy with me, Tracy L. In a world filled with so much information, you can get overloaded and confused, left feeling like you've tried everything and still no results. If this is you, then this platform is for you to help you step into your power, your intuition, and gain clarity. You will learn simple tools that you can use as you walk down the street, and I will teach you how to grow a stronger connection to the God consciousness. Imagine having me as your coach, shifting you, uplifting you, empowering you every week, and most of all, helping you stay connected so you can navigate your life's journey with ease and grace. Nothing will be able to get in your way. Plus, you will have a community filled with souls just like you to pick you up when you fall down and support you on your wins. No one can go this journey alone. If you are ready for your live activations, check me out at tracylclark.com and join the TLC Body Regeneration Online Academy now. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, Wow, this is one of the shows we're going to be doing together, myself and Colonel Deb Lewis, Hot Buttons, Car Fires, and Angry Bulls. Before we continue and really talk about stress and stress to fuel success, how do people get the book? How do they work with you, Colonel Deb? I think the best place to go is the website. It's mentallytoughwomen.com. And in there, you can, in the first tab is like an introduction. You can get the book right, click on something right at is the first screen that you come to. But also there's a tab there that's called Stress Tools. And you can take a look because I have other courses in there, including ones for free. I do have a companion course to the book because there's many layers to the book that you can get into as far as learning how to deal with stress. Awesome. Um, 
I know we're going to do a couple of future shows and we're going to really dive deeply into, you know, what do we do? How do we do it? But today, really, what we're talking about is we're talking about, you know, these symbols, first of all, uh, of mentally tough women, you know, shield, helmet and sword. But we're also talking about stress is here and it's here to stay. It's been with us for a really long time. Um, and yet part of what you do is helping us understand that there are ways to handle it, everything from extreme stress to daily stress. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, this idea of how we respond to things and what we could do to improve the situation? Thank you, Dr. Pat. I, I think that first I want to take one step back just to say, what is the goal for people? What do people want in life? If you want to make things better, if you want to make a difference, if you want your life to be happier, your relationships to be stronger, your joy to be amazing, you know, just every day you can wake up despite all the garbage that's going on in the world. If you can hold on to that energy, it's like we're the energizer bunny. We, you have almost an infinite amount of energy when you go negative and you do certain things that we'll talk that we've been talking about and we'll talk about and you choose certain things for yourself it's like imploding imploding or exploding take your pick one of them will happen and so that's why stress is so important in a world that's filled with our adversity but it's been that way since the beginning yeah. of time <laughs> we yeah. there's many things we do not get, as much as we think we can control we can influence but I, I throw away the control piece. The only thing we can control is our reaction. And people have heard this before, but I want them to really get it. So that's yeah. what we're talking about, that with the stress, when you realize just how much power you have within you to make a difference, there's a whole group out there who says that if a storm's coming my way, we get the group together and we produce this energy and the storm didn't come our way. It took another path. I'm sorry for the rest of the path, but you know, it didn't come our way. We are only beginning to understand the potential of our human spirit, potential of, and it becomes a physical force, our energy. You can tell the difference between a person in a room who is emanating positive energy and someone who's in the corner making themselves very small and pretending that they don't matter and it and it's nothing. Yeah. What's the difference? Mm. It's their ability to handle stress and no one ever taught me how to do it other than in direct ways, like riding horses, you know, riding horses with my mom and teaching my daughter, oh, by the way, when we were in the Seattle area, she was learning how to ride and her, her she had one experience with a with a pony Emily, she had this pony and we could only lease. We weren't, we weren't owning at that time. Mm -hmm. She was too young and she got this pony and that pony threw her in one class, I think four times over wow. the jump, in front of the jump on the jump. And she never gave up. And the next day she won the champion ribbon on this horse. You know, it, that's what life is like. Yeah. Life is like, you know, when you're on a bucking horse, you do not let the horse get the head down to the ground. You have to know how to pull up and get control first. So in the tools that we have, it's about getting control over you and how you react. And, and to just know 
that no matter what your goals are today, tomorrow, that when you understand how to handle stress, you're going to be energized like I am. I'm always energized. When it's a very terrible situation, that's the time we make a huge difference. Everybody else is running away. It's kind of like the difference between a firefighter and others, kind of like the difference between our police and others. You know, they go into the fray. They don't run away and soldiers and and all the services. That's the way when you can do a profession, for some reason, we've lost that connection between our personal lives. So we can just reconnect and we can get so much better out of it. Yeah, I love I love what you're talking about, because, you know, one of the things that I was really struck by, especially in reading the book is, you know, looking at the way to break down how we feel and how we show up. I mean, the image you have in the book of the bull itself, you know, in that position, right, the bull position with the little red things coming out saying, I'm telling you, I'm not angry, right? You know, it's that's just, a cute I, insight, though, because the, the cute insight there is the mayor here, Mitch Roth. He's he's a wonderful guy. He he shared with me because I was when I did this, what I didn't explain to your audience is the cartoons in the book were originally a presentation to University of Hawaii students to kind of talk about how to deal with anger because I'd been angry. I had it with all my years and decades of training. I had a circumstance that when it's like the straw that broke the camel's back, when all those circumstances piled up, I lost it. I completely lost sight of it. But thankfully, there are people in my life who help bring me back to my best. And that's the kuleana in the in, in Hawaiian, kuleana is responsibility. Kuleana is a beautiful word, much like aloha. Aloha is like the goals in life we want yeah. to live with the spirit of aloha, of love. And Kuleana is that responsibility. And Pono the bull is like a temperature gauge. It's like, are you Pono? Dr. Pat, are you Pono today? Yeah, we love and being together, aren't we? And we're Pono. Our environment's Pono. We're, we're, we got people surrounding us who are helping us with the technology. That We're Pono. We're good. But when we're not Pono, how do we, what happens next? And so that, that was the story. And then all I can say is when I started that class, I started with the bull picture you just described this one. I started with that. And, and I swear, I heard this voice that said, they have to love the story first. And I'm like, actually, it was more like, they have to love the story Story first. first. I heard that in my head. And I'm like, this was New Year's Eve that year. And I was like, what, what, what is that? I didn't even know what it meant. What it meant was, why did the bull get here? And then the second piece, which we were just talking about, is people, the mayor told me, people never want to say they're angry. They'll say they're stressed. But if you say you're going to deal with anger management, nobody thinks they're angry, even though I can detect it in anybody who's around me. (laughs) Yeah, you can feel it, right? Yes. Yeah, you could feel it. And they may have a smile on their face even. But you, but the energy that they're emanating, I have seven ways that we communicate. We may be able to get to that in the third one, but seven ways that we communicate. And if any one of them is off and angry, guess what? The signal, our bodies are actually much better detectors of that than we give it credit for. 
we can sense those yeah. things when you're listening. If you're in that angry mode or that bellowing mode, you're not, you're not listening. Yeah. And the bull in the story is definitely not listening. Yeah. And, you know, can you, I know we've got a few minutes left. I know we've got to do some other shows about this, but one of the things I really want to touch upon is when that anger is at ourselves and we don't recognize it. You know, when that anger is at ourselves, when we think if I'd have only should have, would have, could have, if I'd have only done this, if I could have done this, you know, I mean, those, those realizations for me have been more powerful than you can imagine. Oh, you know, I, I absolutely understand. Mm -hmm. And here's a scary, scary statistic. We, since 2001, 9-11, we, as we talked about, yep. is, is definitely an incident in my life where I was in the middle of that as the anti-terrorism expert on keeping people safe in buildings and being there when the building shuttered. The scary statistic is since 2001, over 30,000 military have committed suicide. And that's more than all we've lost in combat. Mm. And so, and we're in, in our society, young people, elderly, it's all ages. It's hitting all ages. It seems to be a choice that people would rather implode and feel that they're worthless rather than, than what I see. And this will get emotional on. I see the hero in each of us. I don't talk to the noise. I talk to that person, that incredibly talented, gifted person and all of your listeners out there, you have such remarkable gifts inside of you. And it's been my honor and my pleasure to help bring that out and help you see how good you are and see what you can actually accomplish in your life. Because I've learned struggle is actually really good because struggle to improve ourselves is necessary to achieve greater success. And once people understand that, once I get people to cry within an hour of when I'm with them, usually within about 20 minutes, mm -hmm. and it's not something to boast about, it's that that person, that inner hero is just wanting to get out and not want to be self-destructive because that's where we go because we, we just yeah. think of ourselves as insignificant. And when you can tap into that, and you see how people just blossom. It's just like the light comes back inside them and they're able to, I get all these wonderful stories of how they've, they still are facing, oh, by the way, terrible things, maybe sometimes much worse than what they were facing at the time I work with them, but they are able to deal with it because they stay focused on what's most important. I love that we're talking about this and, you know, Colonel Deb, we're going to do other shows coming up. But I love that we're talking about this, you know, all of us have gone through things, you know, my mom committed suicide when I was six. And I learned about her journey years, years later, because my stepmom, contrary to my dad's request, kept my mom's letters. Her first attempt kept my mom's letters to my dad. And, you know, I work today with women who struggle to not take that drink or not call their dealer or not, not, not fill in the blanks. And you're right about what happens when somebody becomes so vulnerable and shares that part of themselves. It must transform you as well. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's hard because I'm, I learned, I didn't know this in the military. I'm an empath. 
So their feelings, wow. you'll see me tearing up. You'll see me because I feel that pain. I've had that pain. I've been there. I have those 10,000 things gave me a vast store of experiences. And then you, then you layer that with my military experiences where people are truly trying to attack you. I was targeted, you know, bombs are coming in, planes are hitting the building I'm in where they shake and you think you're, you're ready to die. Um, when you have those moments, but then we go to our just daily life can be such a struggle, right? And it doesn't take much to push us in a direction. And all I can tell the women is to hold tight. When you become mentally tough, then you still stay at your best and you're able to make choices that help others make do what's best for them. Deb, thank you so much for today. I wanna just take a minute if you could um, how do people work with you? Tell them a little bit about that. And also how do they get the book? And I'd love to know your personal message for today. Thank you so much. I, I would say go to mentallytoughwomen.com. There's everything from the book, which we, which we've talked about, um, which has so many secrets. I'd love book clubs. In fact, to, to take the book, there are questions in the back. And I want, and in there, you also have a companion course to this. There's other free courses because we're going to talk later about extreme stress. Be wonderful if they took within this next month, they took those free classes. One's on extreme stress, one's on stress basics. Maybe they'll send you some questions and things that they still have okay. as a result of those courses. I have almost 4,000 students that have signed up for those courses wow. right now. And also they can work. I sometimes do laser focus sessions for people who want results faster. And the other one is I am talking to a lot of groups. They invite me and I do tailor it for each of the groups. So if you have a group that you want me to come into, we can look at customizing some training for you. And because I can think of nothing more important than helping you handle stress because it helps with our well-being. That's the number one leadership topic right yeah. now. Well-being, whether it's mental, physical, which is what we're talking about. Someone else will have to help you with the financial part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the mental and physical, that's where it starts because you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in the others around you. Even when they don't look like they're on, not on your team, um, you want to know that they've got something secret yeah. and important that can help you. Well, let me just, let's just say, let me just say one thing. If you're not handling the mental and the physical, you're not even going to be able to look at the financial, exactly. you know, and this is what I love about what you're doing. It really gives people the strength to face themselves and their lives in the world. And I want to thank you, Colonel Deb, for everything you're doing in the world. And live in their awesomeness. <laughs> no kidding. I love you know, that live word. Live in your awesomeness. Quit picking all the, you know, it's like a new car that you're looking at the scratches. Live in your awesomeness. So oh my work on that for That's the next month. That's it. Come on, let's do it. And Colonel <laughs> Deb will be back, everybody. Benny, thank you so much. Jamie, thank you. Thank Benny. you. All of you thank out you. there. You're the best audience on the planet. That's why we're doing these shows. They're really for you. Colonel Deb's message is really for all you all. And this a shout really out to my you. Seattle crew from yes. the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and all my partners <laughs> I work with when I was living in the area. I love you all. You made my life so rich.